this clicker right. So as Dave said, my name is Krista Parsons. I'm one of the ninth grade girl leaders, and it has a little laser here, so I'm going to shout them out. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited to tell you about um, how I came to faith. Um, I'll talk about three words um, throughout my testimony, um, but first we'll look at some pictures. Do I need to click it here? Okay, good. Uh, so this is me as a little girl. Uh, I had curly, curly hair, black hair, and if you see me walking around with my daughter, she has curly black hair too, so that's where she gets it from. Um, then I am one of five kids, so it came from a big family. I have an older sister, Shelly, and then a brother, Raymond, my next brother, Jeremy, and then I was fourth, and then had a little sister, uh, have a little sister named Courtney. And then my mom, if you can see her in the middle picture um, from Halloween, I know she probably loved that picture that I shared, but that's her as well. Uh, and then, oh, I had to throw this in here. I am a LSU fan through and through. That's where I went to college and graduated. We won the national championship this year. <laughs> and I know Pastor Gary would have loved that, so I had to shout that out. Uh, this is my grandma. I'm going to show you a couple other people that kind of played a role in my life. This is my grandma, my mom's mom, uh, who I was very, very close to. Um, she lived in Texas. And then this picture is a picture of our house where I grew up from when I was three years old until probably through fifth grade. Uh, it was a three-bedroom, one a bath house, and it was right next door to this huge, massive First Baptist Church. So, um, of course, we that's where we grew up going to church. We literally, you just walked right there, and there was church. Um, this was my best friend, Courtney, growing up. We lived on the same street, so she lived on the same street that you saw that house. So, uh, initially, we became best friends. Uh, this is my grandpa, and uh, there was a time in my life where I lived with him, so he was probably the biggest LSU football fan ever, and uh, I just remember every Saturday him screaming at the TV, like, go Tigers. Uh, and then this was me my senior year. For some reason, we all thought that was a cute pose. <laughs> so all of us took a picture like that with our hats. So senior girls, if you need a picture, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> this is where my story begins. So coming from a big family, I always had the sense of wanting to belong. Um, I never uh, wanted to be alone. I hated uh, if it was quiet because can you imagine like having four other siblings? It was always loud in our house. Um, I was actually born in Fort Worth, Texas. So I am a Texan, even though we lived in Louisiana, I am a Texan. Um, and we didn't um, so that's where my dad's family was from, his whole side, as well as um, my mom's mom. She was from there and that side of the family. So we lived there until I was about uh, three years old. Didn't really have a relationship with my dad as much because he kind of came and would come and go in our lives. Um, he was in a few other relationships and had some other children. So we didn't really see him that often, even though we were very close to his parents, so my grandparents. Um, so it was when I was about three years old, we were living in Texas, and um, I was sleeping on the couch with my grandmother, and I remember waking up to a noise, and I look up, and there's this man in all black with a mask at our house, and he's, like, digging through my grandmother's purse, and can you imagine that scared me to death? I was, like, three. And so I remember just shutting my eyes really tight, thinking, like, okay, if I don't make a noise, like, my grandma won't wake up, and maybe he'll just leave. So I woke up to lights out 
in the front yard, and my siblings went out there, and I saw my mom, like, on a stretcher, and apparently there were two burglars, so one was in the room with her and my siblings, and she woke up, and so he started to choke her, um, but thankfully they somehow got scared, and they ran off, and so after that, my mom said, you know what, it's just, I don't feel safe anymore to live here. I really think we should move to Louisiana, and that's where her dad um, and her brother lived, as well as some other family, so we packed all up, and I was so sad to leave my grandma because I was very close to her, my mom's mom, but we packed up and we moved away to Louisiana. So we moved into that house, so there were seven of us that lived in a three-bedroom, one-bath house. Can y'all imagine? <laughs> and But I just remember it was always filled with so much love, so much fun. My mom was always at every single thing we did, whether it was baseball, softball, dance, uh, she was always our room mom at every field trip. We always had the best time. She always made us laugh. We had plenty of uh, baseball games out. There was a huge field next to our house, and all the neighborhood kids would come over, and we would just have fun. I remember one story in particular. We, um, My brothers knocked on our back door, and my mom answered, and they sprayed her with the hose, like drenched her. And can you imagine, like, doing that to your parents? Like, would they be mad? Like, if you just drenched them with water? But my mom wasn't mad. She didn't. She thought, she was like, oh, we're getting them back. And so she's like, come on, girls. So we filled all these buckets up with water, and we waited for my brothers to come back in, and we just poured them with all this water in our kitchen. It was covered in water. She didn't care. We were just, and she, like, had the um, sprayer at the sink, and she was spraying them, and we just always had so much fun. Um, so we naturally started, remember, going to the Baptist church that was next to us because we could just walk there, so we did. And um, in the fourth grade, I asked God into my heart. And I remember going home to my mom and telling her how I asked him in my heart, and I wanted to live a life pleasing to God, and I wanted to get baptized. And she said, well, actually, I felt that same way at church, and I want to get baptized too, and I gave my life to God. So we got baptized together, and that was such a special moment in life. Uh, to, to to experience that and then to also share that with my mom. So then I get into the fifth grade, and that's when my mom met someone. And so my whole life, I, I never knew of her, like, dating someone. It was just always all about us, right? And so it was really weird for me. I met the guy. I felt something wasn't quite right, um, but my mom would always get so mad. She told me I needed to be act like the child, quit acting like the adult, right? But I just didn't, something about him just wasn't quite right. And I remember she would go on these dates uh, with him. And um, sorry, I'm going to um, make sure. Okay, good. I'm good. Uh, she would go on these dates with him. And I always felt like, hey, why, aren't, like, why, aren't, why isn't it about us anymore? And I remember waiting for her to get back from her dates every day. And I remember one time I waited for her to get back from a date. And it was uh, during the day. She what, didn't come home. Then it turned into night. She still wasn't home. And then it wasn't until the next day I realized she never came home. And I was devastated. I didn't understand, like, why why was my mom, you know, putting all this attention to this man? It was no longer about us. And that was really hard to, to take in, you know, in elementary school. And so I remember one day we went home, and it was only me and my little sister. I'm not sure where my older siblings were. My mom and my uncle were there. And my mom uh, said to us, hey, we're not coming back to the house, so grab whatever you want. And I didn't understand what she was saying, like, were we going on a trip? And she said, no, like, we're not coming back here, so 
if there's something that you want from the house, like, get it. Um, and so I'm like, well, where are we going? She's like, well, we're moving out. I'm like, okay, well, where are we moving to? She's like, well, you can go live wherever you want. And I'm 10 years old, right? And I'm like, I can go live wherever I want. Like, okay, where are we going? She's like, whoever you want to live with and wherever you want to go, you can go. And I thought, like, I, I, I can't comprehend what is going on. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, Mom, where are you going? And she said, well, I'm going to go live with my boyfriend. And I said, okay, well, can I go live with you? And she said, no, you can't come live with me. But you can go live wherever you want. Almost like it was a fun thing, like, oh, pick wherever you want, whoever you want to go live with. And so here I'm at 10 years old. I'm about to, this is like right before I'm about to start middle school. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what is happening? So I was so thankful that my uncle, her brother, was there. And he helped figure out where all five of us, my siblings, were going to go because no one would could take care of all five of us, so we all had to get split up. So my older, one of my brothers had to go live with our dad, who we didn't really have a relationship with. Um, we didn't really know him that well, just because he was in and out of our lives. Um, my older sister had to go live with my grandma in Texas, and so that left me and one of my brothers and my little sister to live in Louisiana. So we lived in Louisiana with my grandpa uh, that you saw a picture of, my step-grandmother, and my uncle moved in with us as well. Um, I remember going into middle school, and y'all remember middle school. Oh, gosh, it was, y'all remember middle school. And people were just so mean. Like, I remember they would say, like, wait, like, you don't live with your mom or your dad? Like, what are you, like, an orphan? And it's like, what? And I remember so boldly saying, like, you know what? Like, I'm a child of God. And I truly felt that. And uh, the Bible says uh, in 2 Corinthians, let me grab my paper. It says in 2 Corinthians 6.18, I say, says, sorry, and I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And I truly felt that. Another verse that spoke to me was Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. See, since giving my life uh, before the Lord, um, before all this started, it really helped me get through everything that was going on in my life. Um, that's when I feel, truly felt transformed in my faith. Um, my grandparents went to a different church than I did. Uh, they went to an Episcopalian church, but I and I was the only sibling that kept going to the Baptist church, but I asked them, I would say, can I please like keep going? And they would let me in. My, so either my grandparents or my uncle would bring me every Wednesday and every Sunday. No one ever like made me go. I just really, I loved going. I felt really that I belonged there and that I was at home there. Um, so I remember in church, they would let us in main service. So what we call main service here, we called it big church there. They would let us speak as youth, as like a youth group. They would like let us come up one at a time, and we, we would get to give, like, these 15-minute sermons some Sundays, and so I, I would go up there, and I would give a sermon, and it was in front of adults and children and youth, and it was so much fun, like, I just couldn't, like, I, I didn't have this, you know, sometimes if they're like, hey, do you want to come up here and speak real quick? You're like, oh, what? No, but, like, it just became natural, like, we just had so much fun, and, um, Let's see. I saw this verse one time. It was Hebrews 13:2. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And I like read that verse and I just like ran with it. And I remember always 
trying to make sure that I showed kindness and love to everyone, whether, you know, if I met them on the streets, at school, at church, um, just anywhere, I would always invite them to church, always invite them to youth group or to my house. I treated them like sisters and brothers in Christ, and it didn't matter their background. Um, This is, these are some pictures from youth group. We, like, always had, like, I don't know. We, like, had these, like, nights on Wednesdays where, like, if we dressed up for certain things, like, we would get these, like, Christian CDs. So, like, at one point, I guess that's my grandpa's cane. I don't know. I, like, dressed up. My friend dressed up as, like, Pooh Bear. One, we were, like, in this bucket with holes, um, and we had to, like, fill it with water and, not let the water out. And then this one, do y'all remember Fear Factor? Does anybody? Thank you. My husband said y'all wouldn't, and I knew y'all would, okay? I'm not that old. So that was, we we had a Fear Factor theme for one of our weekends, um, and I ate a can of ravioli, like out the can. That's really gross. And we would eat, like, they had us eat roaches. It was a whole thing. So, <laughs> but it was so much fun. Like, I just, I know it's gross. But I just remember having so much fun, like, in church. Uh, but also, uh, <laughs> I know it's gross. But also, there was this time where it was really sad again. My grandma in Texas um, came down with cancer, and she ended up passing away. My older siblings that lived in Louisiana, and I mean, in Texas, ended up moving back, but they got into some bad crowds, so my three older siblings ended up dropping out of high school, and so that was really a tough time to go through, um, and, but I still, like, put on my trust in God, and he helped me go through, through those times, as well as, like, people, um, you know, my youth leaders and stuff like that, they helped me uh, get through that time. And also, I do want to mention, like, I did try to have, like, a relationship with my mom during that time, but the boyfriend that she was with, um, he was an alcoholic and on drugs, and so when I would go over there, it was hard to see because she was kind of tending to him, and I always remember leaving in tears, so I still, I, but I wanted to honor my mother and everything like that and still have a relationship her, with her, but it was really hard because I, it was hard to go through that, um, so then um, we, I get into high school, right? And I'm thinking, oh, this would be so much fun. Like, I've always wanted to be in high school. Like, so we would go on these mission trips, and I was really, I still had this drive for God. Um, but then about my 10th or 11th grade year, um, my best friend, Courtney, that y'all saw in the pictures before, she died in a car accident. And once again, I was devastated. I just couldn't understand, like, how are all these people that I love so much, like, dying? And, like, I was so young. And, like, why was I going through all of this in my life? Like, I just wanted to, like, be a normal high schooler and go to, like, pep rallies and, and you know, football games and everything like that. But I was just going through all of this stuff. Um, then in high, uh, in high school, so it was, like, going into my senior year, um, my grandpa got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And that was the grandpa that I lived with. And so it was crazy again, one thing after the next. Like, then my sister, my little sister, uh, she got pregnant. And so here I am, my senior year, I'm trying to finish high school. My, I'm living with my grandpa, and he has pancreatic cancer. My little sister, who also lives with us, is now pregnant. Like, what is going on with my life? And so 
I turned away from God and I turned into a to a relationship. So I got into a relationship with this guy that lived about 15 minutes like outside of um, where I lived. He was a senior as well. But it was like that was where I was able to go and get away from everything that was going on in my life. I didn't have to think about it anymore. He showed me that sense of belonging and love. And so I that was my escape. And I went there. Um, and I remember just thinking like, oh, this is what love is. And this is life and everything like that. And I went out with my friends one day, and I saw him out. He was with another girl, but he was my boyfriend, and I didn't understand. Like, So I confronted him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I wanted to tell you, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings because I know your grandpa's dying. And that just crushed me. So I'm like, you're supposed to be my boyfriend, and then also like, you're using my grandpa's sickness for like to justify your behavior. And It was just a horrible time, and so I broke up with him, and I just got into another relationship you know, with someone else to try to find that belonging and love and to not think about everything that was, like, happening on at home. And my grandpa kept getting worse and worse. And it was right before uh, I graduated high school that he passed away. And that was so sad for me because he was always there, like, rooting me on. You know, cause, um, my siblings all had dropped out, and I was the only one, like, still in school. Like, I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And, um, and I graduated. And so after I graduated high school, um, well, before then, I got back with that boyfriend, right, because he told me he was so sorry and um, how he loved me, and he sent me flowers on my car, and so I fell for it, right? Darn it. And so I started, so I was dating him again. I was working full-time because also I want to say that in high school, it was like if you didn't our counselors like said, basically said, if you didn't get A's and B's all the time and you didn't get a scholarship, then you couldn't go to college. And so I said, well, I guess as good as I can get is to graduate from high school. And so I just started working full time. Um, and, let me see. Um, and so then, um, let me see, I might have passed up some few things, but that's okay. I So then I ended up, um, going uh, to, to work, and I was in this relationship, and it was just, he ended up wanting to go into the military, and so there was a time where they have to be sent out to boot camp, and so you only can talk through uh, letters. So for three months, I talked to him through these letters, and he told me how he loved me and how he wanted to marry me, and I was just like, oh, this is it. I've always wanted to be a mom, like, yes, and and it, and so after he got back from boot camp and was here, can y'all imagine how that ending went? It was really like a relationship to where he could get through boot camp because it was very tough. And then he broke up with me, and I was so sad. I, I just I'm like, what's happening? Like he loved me. He told me he wanted to marry me. Like I have all these letters, right? Like he wrote it out. Um, and so I remember he would kind of come back and forth into my life, and. I would allow him to come back, but it was only to fill that void for him while he was here, and then when he would go off to the military again, uh, he would break up with me, and I just kept letting that uh, happen, happen over and over again, and finally, one day, I was like, you know what, like, I've had enough, like, this is not right, I'm like, I felt, uh, 
I messed up all one of my sheets, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I felt like, um, let's see, what was it? Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And I truly felt that. One day I said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to give my life to God again. I know he has the perfect plan for me. I know he has this purpose for me, and it's not to be in these relationships and uh, find that. And so, um, and I was working at that preschool, and I, um, it was like I was singing these songs to these kids about how great and you know God was and how mighty he was but was I wasn't living that I was acting on how great and mighty I thought I was and right then and there I gave it all to God I said Lord I no longer want to live a life pleasing to myself but I want to live a life pleasing to you it's like take that away take that away from me like I know I don't want to go down that route anymore and I truly gave it to God and I felt I, I said I know you have that right Christian man for me and I'm no longer going to keep searching for it myself. Like, I know that you have that perfect person for me. Um, And a verse that really sums up my life during that time uh, was Isaiah 41, 40, 31 that I read to y'all. A little while later, I ended up meeting uh, my husband. He actually was uh, one of the older brothers to this little girl that was my favorite there. And uh, his dad kind of played matchmaker, which was really weird. because I did it, you know, he's like, you need to meet my son. And I'm like, yeah, no, I just like told God, like, you know, I know you have the perfect plan for me. So I'm like, no, like, okay, just be nice, you know, because I would see this man every day, he would drop his kid off to me, right? And, but one day he brought him in, um, unbeknownst to both of us. And he, we ended up meeting and we, we really enjoyed each other's company. He was very sweet and he asked me out on a date and I could tell he was different. He talked about God and he, I could tell he put him first, you know, and then his family and, and he also treated me like a lady. And so we ended up seven years later, we dated for seven years because we, I, I did go to college uh, and I graduated from college. He graduated from college and he went on to medical school, and so um, we got married seven years later, and here we are at our wedding, and then that's all my family. We were able all to come back together, um, and I was able to reconnect with my mom during all that time because she got out of that bad relationship with that guy. Um, My sister, she had her boys, um, and one was really upset because he wanted to hold the rings to like down the aisle, so he was crying because he, we let him have big rings. Um, but it was such a beautiful moment in life and just a change after I'd given it all to God. Um, and during that time, we uh, we moved to New Orleans, and I was working full-time because uh, Miles was in medical school, so I had to uh, you can't really work while you're in medical school. So I worked full-time. So I worked in a retail job, and it was like Monday through Saturday. So on Sunday, it was like I just wanted to sleep and be off of my feet, right? So we And he studied a lot. So we would go to church here and there, but we really, really never got involved in a church. Um, we would just kind of go here and there when we could. Um, it wasn't until uh, we moved to... Temple, Texas, for my husband's residency, that I really felt renewed in my faith. 
I kept telling my husband during that time before then how I just, I felt this, like, I felt God wanted me to do more. I missed that drive I had when I was in middle school and high school and how that made me feel and how I just lived a life pleasing to God. I missed that, and I, wa- I knew he wanted me to do more, and I just didn't know what. And so we ended up coming to Temple Bible Church. We heard about it because um, one of the old residents that went here, he uh, told us about it. It was a family friend. And then also our pastor back at home in Louisiana went to seminary with Pastor Gary. And so he told us about him. And so we came here and we felt like instantly connected uh, to the church. Yeah, but I kept telling my husband, I, God, like, I, you ever feel that, have that feeling where God's like beating on your chest and he's like, uh-uh, like I want you to do more. I felt him doing that. And I'm like, I kept telling my husband, he wants me to do more. Like, I'm not here just for us to get through these five years of your residency. Like, God wants me to do more here. And so um, I ended up uh, calling Dave. And I didn't know anyone here, right, because we just moved here. And I ended up calling Dave and asking him, uh, telling him that I felt God leading me to be a part of the youth group because I remember that feeling of what, the youth leaders uh, played a role in my life, and I felt God wanted me to do the same. And so it was like I took this leap of faith, and I, um, even though I did not know Dave at all or any really anyone at the church besides Pastor Gary, who was just so nice that when we met him, he's like, y'all come over to the house and come watch the football season, which would have been this football season. Um, and so, but I took that faith, and I really, like, sat there. And I feel like when you have to ask, like, Am I living a life pleasing to God? Like a lot of times you're not, right? If you have to ask that question. And I'd asked my, that question. And I knew I wasn't. And I knew he wanted more. And so here I am after talking with Dave. Like he said, yeah, we want you to be a leader. And here I am today. And so um, I, what I end with uh, this, and it's uh, Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always at, to the very end of age. So I ask y'all this, like, are we living a life pleasing to God? Are we making disciples? Um, if not, what are we waiting for? Thank y'all so much.